Rituals are the foundation pulling us together, but it takes a community to support the rituals we need throughout our lives. Welcome to the journey of finding your community. Learn the knowledge of generations and how it applies to your everyday life. Tune in for an unconventional perspective on ancient wisdom and how it can change your life right now. I will tell you how to navigate this fast-changing world with the power of the gifts you already have. Living your gifts with me, Susan Hopp, Ancient Applications for Modern Times starts now. Welcome, everybody. I am so happy to be back, and I am especially happy to be with you, Dr. Pat. And I'm so glad you're joining us again with this episode as we discuss global rites of passage, navigating the unknown. My original intention for the show was to discuss feeling welcome. And we will definitely address that topic in an episode soon. But I felt so compelled to discuss the current situation around the globe and how we can, as a community, make it through this. Now is the time to get back on track and remember the gifts of community, community. How do we create it in this crazy world we live in now? How do we remember the sacredness of togetherness in this isolated time? It looks so very different now, but we can find ways that can bring us back to the ancient wisdom and then we can make only make that happen through community and together. So we have to bring it to the other side of our global rites of passage. And I, for one, believe it can be done. Each show, as I've said before, I will start with a prayer because my teacher, friend, and mentor, Sabanthu Sume, said that you should set an intention for everything you do. In the village, prayers and rituals were the way to do just that. And I realized that with the current global crisis, Prayers need to be done for how we feel right now in the moment. We are in a new paradigm, a rites of passage that none of us has been through before. So today I'm going to read a prayer that Sabonfu wrote me to me and sent it to me right before she went to Africa. She sent this prayer to me because she had someone ask her to write this prayer for a book that she was being a part of. To this day, I have no clue who the book was for and the prayer was in. But three years later, I'm going to share it with you. So let me just read this to you. How do I pray? I pray in many different ways. The clarity of my intention is the beginning of my prayer. In my tradition, every breath I draw is a prayer. Every time I inhale and I exhale, it's a prayer. So how conscious are you when you are inhaling and exhaling? How conscious are you when you are walking? How conscious are you are when, when you are singing? How conscious are you when you're angry? I pray in the way I show gratitude, love, or compassion. I pray alone and in community. I pray with my thoughts. I pray with my body. I pray in the way I speak to people. I pray to the various elements of nature, the trees, the animals, the water, the rocks, the earth, 
the fire. I pray to the ancestors and all the divinities. I pray simply with passion, humility, clarity, and grace. I pray in the way I welcome and bless people. I pray with whatever emotion comes my way. I pray with sincerity and a strong belief that what I'm praying for is going to manifest. In my tradition, whatever you say is a prayer that you send out because sound is a powerful force that brings the hidden to the light. And when you pray, something is going to say yes. So each moment in my life is a prayer. Each moment I reflect on myself, on the world and on other people is a prayer. How I interact with people, how I deal with my thoughts is a prayer. How genuine am I is a way for me to pray. For me, all these things are sacred and are messengers and can take my heart cries, which are my prayers to the divinities. This is the power of how I pray. Welcome, Dr. Pat. And thank you so much for being with us again today. You know, just like everyone else, I've had to rethink every day what I'm doing. I've had to see clients on Zoom. I've done um, daily Zoom um, conferences with community and, and so I can see people's faces and so I can interact and really feel what's going on in people's life. It's a new way for me to experience bringing people together and making connections and even in a time we are asked to stay at home. The things that are going around our world right now are so different from our norm before COVID-19. How, how are you, Dr. Pat, finding your way through this global rites of passage? I got to tell you, uh, well, first of all, thank you for the beautiful prayer. I mean, is that the best prayer ever? It, I, it is. I, honestly, yeah. um, I can't wait to really go back and take that and pull it out for you and put some beautiful music and share it with the world. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like before that prayer, before she sent me that prayer, I didn't think of it as every single moment of my life being a prayer. And now, especially with this crisis and especially with people's heightened craziness and, um, and grief, I think, how can I represent to the people in my community and the people that I'm reaching out to how to be in prayer, even as you're walking on this earth, being quite alive. Yeah. I, I mean, I think for you and I, uh, to answer your question, um, I'll tell you what this time is not about. Let me start with the not about, you know, my mentor, uh, Sidonia, uh, was totally coyote medicine all the way through. And that trickster part of her was so wise. Um, and she would always start out with the opposite of what you're asking for, right? You would say, I would like water. She would give you oil. Um, not <laughs> in a mean that. way, right? But ultimately you get it. Um, I think for me, this has been for us as a network and for me personally, I'm brought back uh, to 
my life experiences and what I know that I wouldn't want if I was me sitting where a lot of people are, because I had to look at that for me. And uh, the, the absolute most important thing, I think, is, God, this word transparency, it's so ridiculous. Really, we're talking about truth. I just don't understand why we can't just say truth. I, I don't even know what trans. What is that word? What is that? Um, you go back in the ancient scripture. I mean, anything you read, hieroglyphics, anything you read about ancient cultures. Do you think they're using the word transparency? No. Yeah, they're just being themselves. I mean, there you I, go. I mean, I, I think, and I always go back to that. What's the yep. main thing that Sabumpu taught me? Yes. Yep. Freaking love. I love the rituals and the rituals help me to move through the craziness of my day and in my life. But what really she taught me is be yourself, you know, just be you and quit pretending you feel a certain way. If that's not how you're feeling, because then it gets all murky and it doesn't, it, it, it clogs us up inside. And then we do the really crazy things. We build up the crust that we got to bust through. But I'll tell you what it is for me. And I don't know how Jessica and I came to this or uh, Jessica, myself and Linda, because we've been meeting on a number of things every day. On the one hand, we've got this going on, right? Uh, and I was listening to one of my folks that I listened to from a spiritual perspective. And, and what his message was today you have to remember that each and every one of us has healing power and that we have the ability to heal in so many ways. And for those of us like you and Sabanfu, knew this, knew to heal the earth, knew to heal each other, knew about the group, you know, the, the collective consciousness of healing. And I think that that's the message that we need to bring forward. We need to bring that forward. But on a very practical level, I got to get very practical because your mentor and my mentor, these women were practical because on any given day, you needed to chop wood and carry water. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, uh, another thought that came into to me was, you know, the reason why I found Sabumpa was the message of that you, you come in, you're in a spirit office, you're told what you're going to do in this world, Right. And you're, and, you're, and you're saying, yes, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to go down to that earth and I'm going to do what I'm here to do. So every one of us on this planet said yes, even to this pandemic. Yeah. And yep. now we have to up ourselves. We yep. have to raise the vibration and really stand in community, in connection and being authentic. So this paradigm looks like the transformation it needs to look like. I mean, it's just like, a, it's, it's interesting, like the new baby's coming in and people are saying, oh my gosh, this baby's coming in. That baby chose to come in. Yeah. You know, we chose to be here in this paradigm. So we have to show up even more now. Well, I mean, part of this too, as I was talking to one of my uh, mentees and she was telling me a story about how her boss, maybe about a week ago, 10 days ago, brought everybody in and said, you, 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 you're now furloughed. New term. I love the term furloughed. 
And what that translates to in the economics of this, that is if you furlough somebody, I don't care who you are, hearing those words, right? It's one of the hardest things to hear because underneath it is either you're not going to work here uh, now and maybe later, but the furlough term equates to standby. And see, I love this new language in the economy of our government. Mm. It's never been used before that I know of. You were either terminated, laid off, but this idea of furlough, it's like a little military term, isn't it? It is an interesting term. It's an interesting term, but it is the term for those people. And what I love for it, and it's related to today, is unlike the past, it has hope. Yeah, it does. It's a word that has hope because when you translate it, like these folks, and literally we're talking people down off the walls right now, right? Mm -hmm. What I had to learn about it to help my mentees is let's break this down. So what this means is this particular new life for you the new normal, it is worth grieving over, but let's not get overwhelmed with our grief because you have to figure out your next move. And believe it or not, the next move for a lot of people in this arena of grief and loss really is a golden nugget because all folks whether you're now for the first time in the United States, and and this is big for our country. I'm not going to say everyone is included, but almost everyone is included of having the opportunity to be cared for because furlough for those people filing for unemployment, I want to just say to everybody, I'm telling you, we're going to do a webinar on how to actually fill out the form. I love it. We're going to do it. Because it's daunting. But if we all sat down and did it together, you get to be included in a new category. And I love this new term. It is called standby. And they're and standby. also getting an opportunity to stand by and listen differently. Well, if you're not listening, you're not getting the opportunity and the paycheck that you're about to get. Right. If, if we're not listening... But you know this, and I know this, if you've been working with people, when fear becomes the lead reindeer, right, pulling the sleigh, when that's fear and not love, when that's fear and not gratitude, when that becomes the new Rudolph the right, when when that becomes your, your lead, by the way, female reindeer, yeah. That's not going to take you down the path of gratitude, love, or the prayer that you shared. And, and I think, um, I, I mean, I have to say, because grief ritual was like oh, one of the biggest opportunities that Saponfu ever gave me was to learn how to grieve, but to grieve communally and not alone is the, is the way that it moves through. If we hold it inside and pretend we're not in grief in this, the, our grief is going to grow, go over the top. And I think we're in a new rites of passage. I think this is a global rites of passage and never in the whole world 
have we been in a global rites of passage. It, it's never happened before. And we have an opportunity to do this together. And when you're in a rites of passage, you can't see what's on the other side. I, I don't know about you, but I've been in many rites of passages oh where I'm like, oh my gosh, oh boy. Uh, you know, just shoot me. I'm, 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 I'm dying over here. And yet when I got to the other side of that rites of passage, it was like a rainbow, but I didn't, but it took a while to get to there. You know, it's like, oh, that happened for that reason. Oh, thank God. You know, like I didn't know that I could come to the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is interesting and it's an interesting place because organizations and individuals, um, uh, I interviewed Gina Rivera yesterday. She is one of the top fashion hairstylist women on the planet, right? But she has a, a movement. Her movement is called uh, Business of One. So what she is the advocate for are people like you, people like me, the people that work with us. These are people that up until now have never been counted in the workforce in the same way. So when people ask me about the new paradigm and the new normal, what happens to me is a prayer. Uh, what do they say? A hope and a prayer. And here is my hope and here is my prayer. The new normal now has never been more inclusive in the history of the United States of the uh, United States of America economy. It has never, ever been more inclusive than it is today. Not even in when we went through the Great Depression, not even then when we when we went through, you know, the New Deal today, I sat back this morning and and was emailed Gina and I said you know what we just talked about and I'm going to talk to Susan tomorrow about it and I'm going to talk to Terry about it is while we're all grieving we need to stop for a moment and think about what is happening think about what our congress the united states congress forget the politics those people yeah. in the congress right Yesterday, I said the people in the Congo. I apologize to all my friends in the Congo. I did not mean you to you. I didn't, right? But think about what our Congress just did and what they might do again. What they put into law is a bill of inclusivity. We've been praying for this. Sabanfu prayed for this. Sidonia prayed for this. I have prayed for this. And what am I talking about? Everyone that's getting a paycheck, if you're a 1099, I don't even understand this gig term, yeah. but if you're a 1099, all my friends at Boeing that are all contract, that under normal circumstances, and I'll tell you what we cannot go back to, and I love your conversation about the new normal, because this is our next fight, Susan. The next fight is because we've now become almost all inclusive you people could do better with including immigrants but that's another story but because we've done this how could they go back to the old way of excluding people well i i'm 
my prayers are we never do go back to that. That's I mean, why you and I are here, right? And that that's continual. And my prayer is that is what community in villages are. I mean, there is, you know, you know, I tell the story of like when, when Sabumfu got in the car with me and I'm picking her up from the airport and we're driving and I'm acting like she's like all this special, you know, she's more special than me. And she starts talking about farting. And there's a reason for it because she, and I said to her later, why did you do that? And she said, you were acting like my stuff was different than yours. And I go back to that. She's like, Susan, my name means keeper of the ritual. Just like your name means something sacred. Just like everybody's name is something, something sacred. So that we have to, I mean, how wonderful is that we're finally noticing that the people that pick up our trash are just as important as we are. Finally. Never, uh, I mean, my prayers are answered right there, that we are looking at our grocery store clerks as being so necessary. And people want to rank people in this culture. Like, it's done. No more. We're all equal. It's time. And I just have to trust that that's why this is all happening. Yeah, I have to trust that too. But I'll tell you, we have to do something about it. Oh, we did. And, you know, the thing for me is I've gone through this with myself, with Jessica. I got to give a shout out to the two guys at my bank, Bank of America, who hung in with me for the past two weeks of me complaining and moaning and groaning and bitching about this. And what am I going to do and operating from fear? And in the end, I get a call on a Saturday from Kun, Kun Lee. I get a call from it says Bank of America on my phone on a Saturday. And I thought, what's my first thought? Oh, my God, is my account overdrawn? (laughs) But I answered it. And he said, go back to the Bank of America portal. Because every day, the guidelines are changing to be more inclusive to be easier for people to be included. And boy, I think that's the the game changer now. It's one thing to say everybody, and it's another thing to make the process so difficult, right? That only a small few can figure it out. But the new paradigm that you're talking about, that new paradigm has got to be the new paradigm that allows all of us to be all of us. Absolutely. And it's interesting because some people are calmer now than they were before because they feel like they're on the same playing field finally. That's a great point. I mean, it's been really cool to see that. Like I've had a couple of friends who just recently, you know, had lost their job and they're like, you know, I was in all this kind of fear feeling just like less than everybody, not as good as, and something about this has helped me to calm down and slow it down and just trust that some that that my way is going to open up and and it's given me hope like we said going back to that word hope and i thought wow it it's interesting because you know i hadn't thought about it as much as you are now bringing it to to ignite inside of me so thank you for that but it's like it makes me understand even more why they felt that way and the value of really pausing, 
trusting, leaning in, surrendering, and then taking action. Yeah. You know, not, not keeping your blinders on, but waking up to this, okay, this is a new paradigm. I'm waking up and I'm going to let my body feel it. And I'm going to move in that place of prayer back to Sibonfu's prayer. How do we pray? I pray in many different ways. So it's kind of cool. Thank you for that. Like, well, you know, this conversation today and what you chose to talk about are talking about global rites of passage and what it means to navigate the unknown. And I love those, let's, I love navigating the unknown. So let's talk about those two things. Navigating is a thing that you do. It's an action thing. I navigate, navigate, right? Um, it, it, it is the thing that you say, oh, well, there's something for somebody to do there, navigating. Well, whose job is that, right? And then putting that in the unknown. It's almost like an oxymoron. It's almost like we have two thoughts that actually most people would think they don't go together, but they do. And, and so in the world that you described, there are so many things that we don't know at an intellectual left brain level. But when that fails, just like Savanthu, just like Sidonia, but when that intellectual side of us fails, we have to go to our heart. We have to go to our medicine wheel. We have to go, you know, to that place inside where comfort is in the unknowing because that's where the magic, the possibility, the creativity lives. And I'm seeing it, you know, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing, you know, what we can do. Uh, I, I don't consider myself, I'm not the sharpest knife in, in the deck, but I'm somewhere in the middle. And I will tell you, navigating through the paperwork brought tears to my eyes, hmm. you know, because, and believe me, I have been fired before. I've been fired from every job I've had, but these are new waters, right? And so what happens for me is I'm like Jessica, Kim, Linda, let's look at this together. Let's work through it together. And Jessica, bless her heart, right? Watching this young woman try to fill out a dang form over and over again. And the messages you get are those messages that in a spiritual foundation, none of us should believe. Reject. You have failed. You're applet. And I'm just thinking to myself, what else can we do to help those people that are struggling to put meals on the table? But even more importantly, to try to figure out what they have the right to ask for. Well, it's interesting because I didn't even know what I had the right to ask for. But my, <laughs> you know, my girlfriend called me and she said, Susan, my accountant just told me to go online and to do this. Like, you've got yep. a small business. I was like, I don't think I, I don't think I, I qualify. And she's like, Susan, get on this thing and do it now. So then I got on the phone and I called my girlfriend and said, let's do this together. Cause I'm feeling kind of crazy, you know? So I got on the phone. It was like so much fun to do it with somebody else. Totally. 
like and and it became like a game i was like hey maybe we're gonna like i i I totally i've already told all my people i've said to every one of them all of them kim jessica linda chris olivia zach go online and look at the unemployment form look at it carefully it covers a whole range of situations think about yourselves for this because you know the response is do i have something to be afraid of look if i had a magic ball for everything and everyone i'd be able to answer that we're kind of you know in a great situation in a lot of ways because what we're discovering is people do not want to be silent now We have folks that had shows with us years ago that are like, I want to come back right now. This is why we have to adjust the way we do things. Today is a perfect example. Here we are doing our business. And because some people are abusing the consciousness of the collective, the inclusivity of a fantastic interface like Zoom, because we have people doing that, Zoom, unlike us, totally unprepared. They had to shut it down. But, you know, this is not for us to give up. I'm expecting Zoom and other people to come back more creative, more secure than they've ever been. Because you and I have had mentors that believe in that. Well, and and I believe in that. I mean, I, I, I've actually enjoyed my daily Zoom calls with, with, my, with my community and seeing all the faces. And, you know, I do rituals. How do I get through? I do rituals. I do rituals all the time. Like, okay, huh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I can't move through this. Let me, let me grab, grab this glass of water and I'm going to drink this, allowing peace to come through me because water helps us to move through obstacles. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to drink some peace. You know, and I do that. I mean, I think, okay, I feel better. I can move through this. That anxiety is just lifted. But I, I'm I'm always conscious of kind of what where am I out right now, and what I'm what am what prayer am I bringing to the table for myself? Because we have to take care of ourselves and nurture that part, and for the people that are calling me that are feeling really out of place and and lonely. And I have people say say to me this the zoom calls you're doing are different susan because you're giving us a place to be real yeah and then you give us a ritual to move through the grief or what the struggle or the fear or whatever it is even the joy to deepen the joy and to not grasp onto anything too tightly yeah you know let's take a short break because when we come back you're hitting on something that we have got to talk about because you just reminded me of what ritual becomes the antidote for what ritual is to the serum right of the snake bite right because what is the snake bite so metaphorically everybody i'm not saying you know like we but metaphorically it is any trigger Anything that gets triggered that reminds us of a thing, good, bad, or indifferent. And and I'd love to hear you talk about 
what this means, these strange times and what you're seeing people are being triggered by and what do we do to go deep within to help them? Because you can't really say to somebody, you know what? I don't know what's wrong with you. You're really upset. I don't get it. You've got a house and a roof. Well, wait a minute. It's not about that, right? Mm -hmm. um, how do people find out more about you, Susan? Let's make sure we're giving people Go to livingyourgifts.com. And if you want to join like our Zoom calls and stuff, um, just make sure you get on get on my mailing list. It's at the bottom of the page. And that'll, that'll get you in the Zoom calls. And then you can get the code because you got to have a code. You better have a code because, you know, it's invitation only because yeah. of what we talked about. So we're going to take a short break, uh, Benny, Olivia, when we come back, we're going to be talking about triggers. What does actually the word trigger mean? What did Carl Jung mean by that? What does it mean to have it in the dream state? But then what can we do to really rock the world of triggers? that are harmful, painful, and cause us to be immobile. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to transform your life and embrace magical experiences? Talking to Tannis with your host, Tannis McRae, is here to help you find your joy in life. Tune in live every first and third Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let's awaken your experience and create the change necessary to take back your right to choose who you are. For more about Tannis, visit TalkingToTannis.com. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator, Dr. Monica, each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the Mer World Radio with me, Amirabeth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered and an active part of the changing earth. For more information about me, visit Amirabeth.com. 
The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Look at this is Susan Huff show living your gifts radio. Um, this is um, this is a fabulous show. I get to, you know, be part of this journey with Susan. I, I just like for a lot of reasons, I just feel so blessed. One of the things that you're taking on Susan is global rites of passage and navigating the unknown and there's a special ritual you're going to do today. But we really blew by the conversation of what you're actually doing to bring community together. Can we take a few minutes for you to tell folks about the groups that you're, you're creating and how they can become part of that? I have to tell you, it's probably, I, I never thought I would be a Zoom person, you know, or somebody online doing workshops kind of, but I, um, I've been blessed to love community and be, and I really believe the, being in a group, being together, seeing each other's face is exactly what we do and coming to the table and being authentic and real. Like it's just been so um, heart opening for me. Like you see people come on and say what's so heavy on their hearts. And yet by the end of it, because we, we talk about it, I have a theme each time, like yesterday was surrendering and surrendering to the full moon. We had this full moon, full moon's about releasing. So we all like, what do you need to release to be able to surrender and really hand this over? So we all went through it. And then by the end, we do a small ritual together and we all feel grounded in ourselves and we feel like we've been heard. And it's not, it's not all about me. It's about what we all bring to the table and how we choose to transform the energy of what's going on together, because we are all going to get triggered. Like you said, I mean, how can you not be triggered? How can your fear not come up? How can your anxiety not be a part of it? And how do you then get back centered, connected to spirit, to, to your guidance and move forward together, not by ourselves anymore. So these zoom calls are really about, coming together, creating safe space, sacred space, and then moving through it and coming out on the other side with something that you can actually put into action with one another. And I do that by, if you go to my website, livingyourgifts.com and you sign in, you will get an email from us saying, here's what, here's how you can join, but you have to be on the email and we have to be able to know you're for real to be able to do that. But it's yeah. a beautiful thing. I do every day at five, except on Thursdays and Sundays. And Sunday's my day off and Thursdays I see clients all day. So that's Wow. Um, look, before the break, and this one thing really important that everybody should know, today there's something very special that you are bringing to the forefront in a minute or so. And it is a ritual because, you know, this is really your calling to life that among other things. Uh, before the break, I mentioned this idea of being triggered. And, you know, and, and that leads us to help 
with purification, with the ritual. Because what triggering really is, when you use that term from a psychological perspective, it is that thing which hits a nerve, just to put it simply. It hits some nerve, and the nerve is either mental, spiritual, physical, or emotional. And it, 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 or it could be all. And when it does that, right, what is to come can be quite a vast array of behaviors. Now, the ritual, right, and I'd love for you to talk about it because you're getting ready to do it, but the ritual, in a sense, helps us remove, right, mm-hmm. right, the trigger of every time I see a bowl of oatmeal, seriously, this is for real. Every time I see a bowl of oatmeal, I am brought back to age six in Catholic boarding school over a weekend by myself with the nuns on the death of my mother. Every bowl of oatmeal. Now, let me tell you folks, I'm telling you, I don't have the trigger for that that I used to have. I've done a lot of work on oatmeal. But that's just one example, right? Well, so you, and it, it's, it, you've had to learn how to breathe through it. And so, no oh, kidding. I'm right. triggered. I mean, I, I say to people, like, they'll call, they'll say to me, well, I did it again. I said, were you conscious this time more than you were the last time? Because that makes the world a difference that you now know. I mean, there was a time you probably didn't even know that that oatmeal was triggering you. No, I I could not understand why every time Linda would make a bowl of oatmeal, I had a gag reaction. Uh, But, you know, look it. We're not here in this earth skin for us to wallow around in ignorance. This is truly an earth skin of learning and sharing and wisdom. And I, I think that when you talk about your journey and being the masterful person you are at Rituals, this is something that is so very into your calling that if you and I decided one day we were not going to be who I, I mean, I've tried this and I've gotten so sick when I decided like six months after the radio thing in 2004, I was going to walk away from it. I was like, okay, I can't keep paying money for airtime, right? Six months. I came down with a mystery disease. So rituals, and can you tell us about the one you're going to do now? This ritual, it's a water ritual. Um, Let's and, do it. And, and I love water rituals because water rituals, water is all about clearing the way, moving you through, taking your grief, letting loose, diving deep into who you are. I mean, it, uh, water has so much power. And we, we don't even recognize it until we start to really work with the power of water. So this ritual is, it cleanses away any grief that clings to you, you know, and, and will alert your deepest mind that some profound change is about to take place. That's why you do this. You, you are setting an intention. I always say, set your intention that some profound change is going to take place, that I am ready to release what no longer serves me. And um, in Sabonfu's tradition, you do it at least four days in a row. Uh, four for a woman and three for a man. Don't ask me why it's different. It's just is, it's one of those things that I'd say, why don't you say, because 
because it is like, why are you asking me these questions? So what it's very easy. We all have, most of us have bathrooms, bathtubs, showers. You can use either one. So you begin with a clean bathtub, clean shower. I mean, make the entire thing, even the setup is a ritual. And so then you would run the warm water. You would connect to the water. I'm opening to the, the flow of the water so that I can release this struggle that I'm having. Maybe it is so I can release this attachment to that oatmeal, <laughs> you know, uh, so I can move through what how it clogs me up. Then you'd light the candle if you have one and you'd, you'd really set the intention. May this take my grief. May this help me let go of what anything is truly burdening me. And you can put music on and then you would add salt because in Sabonpa's tradition, you could add Epsom salts. And if you don't have Epsom salts, you could have it infused with whatever you want to put oils in it. That's fine. Or you can use table salt because salt is what um, it's a mineral and it. it will take out whatever it is that's clinging to you and that you're, you're setting the intention to release. Yeah. And if you don't, you can't get in the bath. Like if you can't take a bath and you only have a shower, you can take salt and just imagine as you kind of cleanse that you're, you're releasing it as you, you know, you wash yourself, you get in the tub, you say, um, ancestors, teachers, and spirit guides help me let go and cleanse myself so I can release this anxiety that's holding, being held into my body. And while bathing, you will focus on your heart. You will then say, you, you will connect to your heart and just ask the heart to help you to really feel it and, and release it. And so you do that four times again, you would set that intention. And then after, and three for a man. And after that, you would feel like you've, you've you, you know, when you feel like you can't do it any longer than, you know, it's the ritual's done, but you're going to stay in the tub as long as you can and focus on your intention. And then when, when your mind starts to wonder, you just stop. And as the water drains out, you imagine all that gunk that was being held in your body is just going down the drain. You are just letting it all get sucked out. And when the last drop of it leaves, you're going to get out. You're going to tie yourself off knowing that you have been refreshed and renewed and cleaned. You're going to rinse your tub still claiming the same intention and you're going to dry off and then you're going to thank your ancestors, your guides, the universe. It doesn't matter who you pray to Jesus, Buddha, but you're going to thank them for helping you to let go and to release and to be able to be free of that. It's that simple and it's that beautiful. So I, I just am so grateful for all the time I always get to spend with you you know, and, and this ritual. And again, you can go to livingyourgifts.com, sign up, you can get this. I have it written really nicely so you can understand it because we have to go through it so quickly here and get on, get on our uh, email list so you can get all this stuff that we do throughout the year, actually. If you go to livingyourgifts.com and you can follow me on Facebook too. So mm. I love this ritual. I do it pretty frequently, you know, I, well, I, I want to talk about it for a minute because, you know, you and I have been through some stuff. Yeah. And what you're sharing with people 
are through our own trial and error process, what is worth. And you're not stopping here. You're creating something also special for people. Again, I would love for you to tell them what you're creating to help people through these challenging times. Well, I have Zoom calls every day. Um, I have one today at 1 p.m. and at 5 p.m. And if you want to come on even today at 1 and 5, you can. Um, you just have to email me at susan at livingyourgifts.com if you want to get on quicker than waiting until you sign up and get my newsletter next week. Um, and also, I see people individually. I help people all the time move through whatever it is that that's keeping them stuck and not helping them to really connect to being their authentic self, but even more to their gift that they brought into the world. Because rituals, I don't know why, but for me, it's what really aligned me to being able to just let go and trust that something bigger is working with me. And all I have to do is step in and claim myself. And then the doors just seem to open up. And even when I think they're not going to, they do. So go to livingyourgifts.com and, and join us. Mm -hmm. And, and every, every month we'll, we'll have a different ritual. Um, you know, I, I, I even thought today, huh, I'm going to do a ritual with eggs. When I make my, my scrambled eggs, I'm going to take that egg and I'm going to crack it. And I'm going to imagine that I'm breaking free of whatever worries come my way that day. I Isn't mean, that funny? I, I did the same thing this morning. I rarely eat soft boiled eggs and I got this, I got this hit to do it. And it was a fascinating experience. So you cracked the egg. You did a ritual around that. I did. So, wow. So and I've never done that ritual before. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is so like a little bit bizarre. It's like, uh oh, we're having a moment now. Yeah. Um, and this is so cool. So what you're saying is, look it throughout your day. There are going to be opportunities to really shift the energy. Yeah to move the energy. And you know, Dr. Vick says from friction to flow, but the idea of a ritual does that. I had the same thing with the soft boiled eggs. Mm -hmm. And what I was, I didn't do, I, I'm gonna learn from you on this cause I didn't quite do that kind of ritual. I was just doing these soft boiled eggs and I just had a prayer that everybody remained soft on the inside. But that's a ritual. I mean, right there, that's a ritual. I mean, you you set the intention and you used something right in front of you that we, is, we think is so mundane, but it's really not. I mean, it's giving us life. It's keeping us alive. And I love the thought of making it soft. I mean, that even kind of takes my breaking of the egg even to a deeper level. Mm. You know, I could do not hard hard in the center but soft in the center and think oh as i eat this may this soften my my thought exactly. may it clear and move me through may this feed me with with opening to that softness of my own heart and my own hmm. way of being in a new way i mean i back i did one on vacuuming the other day oh my god i vacuumed too L listen to us as if we never vacuum cook or clean our houses <laughs> But I was vacuuming, thinking I'm vacuuming up all my stuff. 
Like I'm just vacuuming up all this stuff. As I use this vacuum cleaner, I'm going to vacuum it all out. So I, and I'm going to put it in the trash because I don't need it anymore. Wow. So, I mean, you can just, I mean, I make everything a ritual, but I have so much fun doing that. Like it's- But isn't that your message though? And what you're sharing on these calls? Yeah. It's like I said at the top of the hour is we need to help people break things down into the simplicity of it. And yet at the same thing, the power of it. And that's what I see in the work that you do, Susan. You know, you really talk to people in a way, right? That maybe like- Maybe different than Sabanfu, maybe different than previous people, but you're bringing a message forward to match the days, the age, the time, the technology we live in. Absolutely. And I just, I want to say one quote because I, I, I feel like you, you do this for me. Um, and so it's, it's one of my favorite Sabanfu's quotes. With one person, it's hard to see far. Two people, you can see a bit more. But if you have a whole group of people around you really caring, it helps you fulfill your purpose. What a beautiful way to I end mean, the show. I want to thank you for helping me fulfill my purpose and for all the thank people you. that I come into contact with, how if, we, if we're not connected, how can we fulfill it? And it's a new paradigm and we're going to all step in it together knowing that we are all valuable and all necessary and all needed. And I'm so grateful for every, for you giving me this opportunity and for the people that come on and take the time to listen to us yak and enjoy ourselves and that they bring their gift to listening to. So thank you so much for everything. Wow. Susan Huff, everybody. And look at, I want to make sure, you know, when you go to her website, living your, uh, living your Make sure you sign up for the newsletter because she set up a, a group and now the smart thing to do is have passwords and this is how you're going to be able to get in. And so every day Susan is out there talking to folks and, you know, here we are today. Thanks for me to you, Susan, for everything you're doing. It inspires all of us and the show wouldn't be happening without Olivia, without Benny, without Absolutely. Jessica, Zach. I mean, Linda, Linda. the whole team. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you so much. And thank you. And I look forward to seeing you next month. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. I, I can't wait to, we need to have a little chit chat. I want to hear what you're doing with the book. Oh, it, it's, it's getting exciting. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. So there you go. All right. Susan Huff, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. We're going to take a short break. We're not done yet. We will be right back, everyone. You've been listening to Living Your Gifts, ancient applications for modern times. Now go out and face the world with your powerful, unique self. You get to be you. Now that is radical. Show the world what you learned and help make it a little bit better each and every day. To learn more about me, please visit www.livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com.